Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to London's Leadership Podcast. We help leaders to see clearly, think clearly, and act clearly in their leadership and in life. We now provide coaching for people who want to take their leadership to the next level. Contact us at hello at londonsleadershippodcast.com to find out how we can serve you. Hello and welcome back to London's Leadership Podcast. Today, I have a very special episode. I'm speaking to Ryan Berman and we are going to learn about courage. He is a courage expert. And although he didn't want me to say that, but he is also the founder of Courageous. Um, Ryan, how are you doing during this difficult time? Quite a time, isn't it? I think, hey, we're all in it together. You know, I think the, the more we talk about it, the better, actually. So we'll get through it. How are you doing? Um, I mean, I'm doing okay. I just, I moved home. I'm in a new place. I feel, I feel, um, I feel okay. You know, I mean, I'm feeling a bit tired. Um, I've got a massive deadline looming with um, the charity that I'm a part of. We're doing a fundraiser on the 1st of August. Um, we've got 60 people taking part and I'm feeling the pressure of achieving this massive goal. So yeah, feeling a little bit tired, but I've got a last stretch until the 1st of August. Um, but I'm really excited to learn about courage because I I've, I was I was writing this art, article lately and I'm learning how to write. I'm, I haven't written a book like you or or articles like you, so I'm still learning. But I, I, I noticed that um, character can be something like, I mean, people either have character, but they can grow in character. Um, competence, people can learn competence if they really want to. Um, chemistry, you can teach people how to work with others and you can do workshops. But then I landed on courage. I was talking about these, these, C, these Cs that people need when they're looking for people in their team. And courage is something that is not emphasized enough, but it's so crucial to a successful team to be um, a successful person. Because if you're leading a team, you want people on your team who are going to say, I'm in no matter what it takes. I'm, they're, they're, they're people who put their money where their mouth is. Courageous people in your team are like gold but they're very difficult to find. So I'm really excited to, to understand how we can help build courage. So what, first of all, let me just ask you, um, how did you get onto this courage? How did you become, how did you want to find out about courage and begin to work on it? Well, I'll start by bringing up another C then, because I, I think curiosity really kind of drove me into this arena. And I do think there's this connection between courage and curiosity. 
you know, c- courage is not a, unfortunately it's not a one act play. Now is it? It's a courage is a, a bit of a journey word that you need in the messy middle. And I, I, I don't think the media does us any favors. They, or, or Hollywood over here in the States, right. Where they just sort of glorify courage as this cherry on top moment or, or, you know, you think it's for other people like the military or, you know, police or, but really I think the irony here is that courage is a trainable skill. It is a muscle that can be built. And how I even got onto this topic, I was running a creative marketing firm out of Southern California and we had landed on this idea of courage brands. And I'm like, I don't know what it, that means, but I like what it sounds like. So let me, let me buy the website, couragebrands.com. Let me trademark it. And let me see if I can come up with a definition of a courage brand. And honestly, what I was really trying to do at the time was to find leaders that had the same mindset as us who really believed that courageous ideas are the only ones that matter. And when you're inundated with 5,000 messages a day and you're not there to defend the idea, it's the courageous idea that you know, that, that, that stretches budgets further, that are more meaningful and whatnot. So, so that's kind of how this process for me started as I started to explore what a courage brand could mean. And you can't really do that without really understanding courage at the root. And the more I started to study it, the more down the rabbit hole I went. And if you look at the dictionary definition of courage, it's the ability to do something that frightens one. I don't know about you, but I like, please step forward. I'm taking a step back. Like that is not interesting to 95% of the population. And then later on the idea of doing that at work and it's like double no. And I'm like, wow, it's so weird because like you said, we, we need people with courage, but that, that definition, there's like no utilitarian value to that definition. And so honestly, my first six months studying it, I wasn't looking to write a book. I was just looking to come up with a better definition that could help people be more courageous. And, um, you know, I went on a, I went on my own courageous journey and interviewed what I call the three B's. So we're moving from the C's to the B's. There's the brave, there's the bullish, and there's the brainiac. And on the brave side, I got a chance to just get quiet and talk to Navy SEALs and astronauts and tornado chasers and like people that are doing some pretty amazing things. And you're like, why are they putting their lives on the line? And you learn they're doing it for a higher purpose. And then the bullish. So, so leaders, VP, C-suite at Apple and Amazon and Google and Method Soap and Harvard. And I was fascinated that some of the largest companies and institutions in the world were also the most agile. And you would think it'd be the little guy that would be nimble. And then on the Brainiac side, I actually found my brain Sherpa who had studied at Cambridge. His name is Nicholas Alp, but I also spoke to clinical psychologists and one of the co-writers of The Secret. And, you know, I went to television radio school, so I had no idea how we were wired and really wanted to understand what was calling the shots. And you throw that in the soup and the biggest aha was, wow, this this word that everybody needs, especially in leadership, but the leader is so focused on what's right in front of their face. They're so reactive almost to all the little fire drills that they have to put out. And um, 
one of the other guys I interviewed, his name is Jay Cohn Gilbert. He started N1, started B Corporation. Um, he said, you know what? It's so funny because if I put my business on timeout, you're right. We all need courage, but it's this peripheral word. But we need to bring it into the forefront. So my definition of courage coming out of all this, it's a bit, um, a bit algebraic. It's knowledge plus faith plus action equals courage. And look, in business and really in life, you're never going to have every bit of knowledge you need to make a call. Like if you actually sit there and wait and try to collect 100% of the data, like, oh, come back in 2024, we should have a clear picture by then. You're going to get passed by, by somebody. And faith, and when we talk about faith, we're not talking about religion. We're talking about intuition. We're talking about inner belief. Hopefully, the more knowledge you gain on the topic, the more you start to believe and you have that faith. And look, how many times in your career or in your life have you known what you should do and you feel it's the right thing, but you just can't pull the trigger? You take no action. So that's the hard piece, and that's the irony here, is that two of three of these in any direction is not courageous. So if you have knowledge and faith and no action, that's paralysis. And if you have faith and action but no knowledge, that's reckless. And if you know something and you're taking action on something but you're, you don't feel it and you're numb, you're working on status quo. You're working on safe. And that's, that's not a courageous move. You're just kind of going through the emotions. <clears throat> so now all of a sudden you have this construct that you can use as you go through your pressure cooker, this deadline for, for August 1st, and you think about the things that you're trying to do. You can run it like, what do I know about this? How does it make me feel? And what am I going to do about it? That's knowledge, faith, and action. That's courage. Great. Thank you so much. Um, so... Um... So you started off by saying that courage is a muscle that can be built. And if we were to look in the dictionary, we'd say the ability to do something you are afraid of. Um, in the course of your study of um, courage, um, you, you sought out the three Bs, the brave, the bullish, and the brainiacs. You spoke to Navy SEALs, astronauts, CEOs, VPs, Harvard grads. Um, Brainiacs, Cambridge grad psych psychologists, the author of The Secret. And, um, and the aha moment was the thing that pulled them all together was courage, was the desire to want to achieve something and not be afraid of it. So your definition of it was knowledge plus faith plus action equals courage. And then you said, um, if you don't, you need to have all three. If you have two out of three, but they're heading in the other direction, it's not courage. Um, so that's, that's really good. And, and I think what I liked before what you said as well, um, courageous leadership is, is helping people to believe again. Um, so have I, have I summarized that correctly? What you've said until now? Oh yeah. 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 You, I, I may take you on the road with me. You, what are you doing next year? <laughs> yeah. I'll come. I'm more than happy. San Diego. I feel like San Diego is calling me. I mean, uh, if I, if it's San Diego, I'll, ha I'll have to leave London. I know it's a shame, but Okay, so, so we're, we're here and all of our listeners on London's Leadership Podcast here in London and around the world who are listening are thinking, okay, Ryan, so how do I grow in courage? I understand I need knowledge, I need faith, I need action. Great. Um, it's the ability to do something that I'm afraid of. I want to believe again. What would be three things to help people begin the journey 
to embrace and grow in courage? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I, I think that is the question is which knowledge should you be following? Yeah, and how do you build faith even in yourself or, or with others? And really ask yourself, like, do you believe in yourself? Hard question to ask yourself. And then realistically, where do you take action? So um, the way Return on Courage breaks down, and this is my, my book, you know, again, it was a, it was a thousand day listening tour. And the front half of the book is like the why now, like why now of all things, do we need courage? And then there's a, a midpoint that's about a three page chapter that's break glass before emergency. Cause we need to learn how to do this before we need it. And then the back half is the how it's, it's how do you do it? And so the first step of the how on, on the collecting of knowledge is to ask yourself, like, have you put in the hard work, to know your personal core values. Like, have you actually like scrolled yourself? Let's not scroll social media anymore. Let's actually turn this inward and scroll ourselves and put in the hard work to understand why you're wired the way that you are. And I gotta tell you, I'm 44. And someone once said to me, it takes you 40 years to figure out who you are and the next 40 to be that person. And you know what, 20 years in the service business for me sacrificing myself maybe 1% at a time per year. And then you go on this book writing journey and you realize, oh, I'm writing the book because I need the book. Like I needed to get my, the mechanics of my own life back in order. How could I lead somebody else if I'm not leading myself? So where it started was, that's interesting. For 20 years, I've been leading some pretty big brands from the US ski and snowboard team, Qualcomm, Puma, you know, I've been able to, to work with some pretty, pretty big household brands. And where do you always start with them? Well, you start with, with their values, but yet I can't rattle off my own personal core values. This seems to be uh, like a, like a missed opportunity. So for the listeners, the number one thing I would say is treat yourself like a brand, like get to know this brand of you. And that means you have to understand why you're wired the way that you are and put in the work to figure out your personal core values. Because once you have your core values, like the whole point of values is to take the emotion out of your decisions. It's to take the guesswork out of your decisions, who you spend your time with, why you spend your time on something. Every decision I now make is through my personal core values. And by the way, if your listeners are interested, they can actually email me. I'm happy to send them the assessment. It's not a quiz, but it'll help you get clarity where you need it. Someone once said to me that there's that you and the professional you. That's so powerful. But how many people really can show up at work as they are? Well, if you don't know who you are, you certainly can't show up as you are. So um, my email address is Ryan Berman at couragebrands.com. Seriously, email me. I will gladly send this to you. Like if that's my contribution in the world is to help you get clear as to why you're wired the way you are. So you can figure out who you spend your time with and who you don't. That, that's a huge win. So, so I'd start there, like get to know who you are. And then once you know who you are, you get to pass go and get to the next step, which is to find your people. Hold on a second. So, um, so the first one is, have you put in the hard work to find your core values and this journey of understanding yourself? Now you said it takes 40 years and I, and I have definitely found it to be true that, um, this, this work of knowing yourself 
of knowing ourselves is it's very very difficult um i personally i went to i went i had to go to counsel i was in counseling for three years um and in that journey i had to go every week every friday um speaking to my counselor his name was richard and just speaking about myself speaking about what i was going through speaking about why i was the way i was why i did the things i did who and 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 it's hard work. I'm not saying everybody needs to go to counseling, but but this the the work of reflecting on your behaviors and on the reasons why you are the way that you are, and then being able to articulate those um, is is very diff- is is a hard task. So definitely do the assessment, and um, and I would suggest when you find out what your values are, what who, what are your core drivers, like write them down and. Um, and have them in a place where you're going to remember them so that you can kind of keep yourself accountable to them. Um, I would suggest kind of telling your closest friends about them so that they can keep you accountable to them too. Um, what else would you say? What else would you say that would help people maybe do that? Because I found as well, Ryan, that a lot of people um, uh, are scared to face their inner self. So I can imagine that this is quite daunting. So what would you, what would keep, what could, what could be like a, a way for them to begin to do this again i think the fact that we're 23 minutes into this podcast says something about the listener like if you're still here then you have that curiosity you want to you want to experiment so i i'm really not too worried about the person that's still here and listening right and, and don't overthink it you just remember take action let's just if there's no such thing as failure which is hard concept to wrap your head around and it sounds like a woo-woo thing but it's just all an experiment right then get to know you as you are the way you are the good the bad the brutal and, and own it and own it and um and i don't think you know look we don't like perfect brands anyway for the most part like we like we like things that are just a little off center and so like i think once you have that clarity on why you're wired the way that you are. And by the way, Fernando, one of the other things that I do is I change the labels in my in my iPhone. So when my alarms go off in the morning, they're now they're not alarms or affirmations. So I actually see my values every morning. So it's almost like I'm creating a trigger. And I like what you said. It's like to me, I call it operationalizing your values. How do you operationalize? You know, same same. That's how I feel about courage. Like how do I operationalize courage in my life? And, um, and what a surprise, courage is my third core value. And it's less about I'm courageous and more about with my little time on this planet, I want to work with people that want to stretch. Brilliant. Okay, great. So yeah, operating your value, do things like that, like declarations, affirmations, things that will write them down, things that will remind you of them, do the hard work. What's the next stage? So, you know, I'm kind of sort of slowly walking you through my process here. And just like the world needed was another guy with a, with a process of five-step method. But basically the idea is we all have this thing called our central nervous system. We never built a central courage system. So return on courage basically helps you build your central courage system. When I talk about knowing how to do it, that's the back half of the book. That first step of prioritizing your value through values is, is the number one step. The second step is rally believers. So think about like in your life, how much time are you spending with people that believe in you 
how much time are you spending with people you're trying to convince to believe in you? There's a lot of wasted time in the wrong places. And so I think you even make believers or fake believers and fake believers. They don't wear a t-shirt around your office, by the way, that's just fake believers. They just nod and smile. There is a third group that I think are fence sitters that need to see something from you before they decide. But the whole point of this is like, how do you find your raft mates in life that share your values, but bring breadth of experience to the table? And I think that's like, it's like, okay, time to find your people. Who's your Ocean's Eleven that we're going to take to the world with that feel the same things that you feel? And, you know, in some ways, Fernando, like when you're right out of school, when I was 22, 23, it was completely Maslow. You're like, don't get fired, get a job. Hopefully you, you start working your way up and you're driven by that fear. Well, now that I'm double 21, technically I know double the people as well. And so over that time, I've been able to weed through like, who are my people? Who are not my people? Who do I, who makes me better? Who do I trust? Who do I like? And those are probably my believers in life. I will say this too. My hope is that it doesn't take everybody 40 years to figure out who they are, you know, and hopefully some of these tools will help you get there faster, but also don't be afraid to declare a mentor, right? Like find a mentor, someone that you can, you can speak honestly with. And the sooner you declare it, probably the better. I was too stubborn younger. I wish I would have just declared it sooner than later. It took me a long time before I got to a place where I felt confident enough and comfortable enough to be like, Hey, you're a mentor to me. Can I, can I reach out? And usually like it's uncomfortable for a minute for them, but then after that, they're like, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get going. Yeah. I really like that. Um, one of the things that's most helped me and I'm still learning obviously is, um, is just around the same time that I was doing counseling. I, I, I got a mentor, his name's Mark, and I was going to his house every Wednesday for breakfast. And he became like a father figure for, to me, but he really believed in me. And, and that kind of encouraged me to, to, like what you said actually at the beginning, believe again, believe that I could, I could do something again. So, so it's really important to have people around you who believe in you and who support you. So what would you, what would you say, um, maybe some of our listeners have got friends who, who are friends, but, um, but you can tell maybe there's a bit of jealousy. Maybe the, the friend is, is, is not always as supportive as to the things that they're doing, but they've, they've just known them for a while. What would you say in that, that difficult situation just quickly? I would say that don't lie to yourself anymore. Great. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing because, you know, like just you, I, you, Look, even for me, when I went on this journey, you know, you meet amazing, amazingly interesting people like yourself that are curious about different things. And, and that's life. You're, you know, you're even evolving or you're stagnant. And, and to me, I understand the fear. The fear is, are you going to find somebody else? Are you going to find other people? Are you going to find someone that lights you up? And so what happens with many of us is we choose not to go on that curious journey or back to curiosity and i i think like design the life that you want to live don't be afraid to move on and maybe it's lonely for a little bit but but again if life is only about finding your believers then and then what do you do together i can get behind that awesome great so so we start by looking at our core values putting in the hard work of finding out who we are 
um, then try to operationalize those values and then and rally believers um, create like a courage system which I think is a brilliant way of putting it where where courage begins to just stir in us by like the environment in which we find ourselves in so what would be the the, the, the final thing yeah there's actually five steps but in the spirit of like keeping okay. us down the path here with three no no no, because it's cool i think it's a great place to start and if this is interesting people can Definitely. obviously grab return on courage and uh and learn more but you know there's a famous proverb that fear and courage are brothers you actually cannot get to the courageous choice if you don't first channel it through your fear but what most of us do is we suppress fear versus address fear and so if you're going to go down this path and grow this muscle then you have to actually face your fear. So I'm not a big fan of FOMO, fear of missing out. I'm, I'm more of a FOMP, fear of missing fear. And I would make fear a tangible object for you. you know, and I would, I would smoke out that, that fear and then I would, you know, I would talk to it and I would try to shrink it down. And in, uh, in the book, you know, the book is looking at it primarily from a business landscape, but, um, you know, have you done a SWOT analysis in the last couple of years? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, SWAT, SWAT has somehow survived yeah, as the I mean, standard there was a period over the last where it was like, Yeah, there was a period where people weren't really taking it. And then they were adding loads more to it. and then, But it still kind of survived. So the way, the way we try to look at it is to audit business fears. So what's the vertical fear that could take the whole industry down? Or what's... What's the perception fear, which is marketing? Or what's the product fear? Where can the product be better? Or service fear? For Again, the whole point of this is we're, we are not being inactive and we're not being reactive. We're being proactive on finding a fear, right? And we're picking a fight with that fear before the fear picks a fight with us. And I think that's sort of like, think about it, like know yourself. So now, you, now that you know yourself, Make sure you've got people that are aligned with you and then take on that scary, hard fear together with that group, those raft mates and start to shrink those fears. And by the way, if you're not reactive and you're proactive, you start to become the industry fear to somebody else, which is a very good place to be. And I think that's, that's life. It's taking it to those hard things. And again, a lot of times that those fears are about change you know, changing from one group of friends to another. And I would say change is hard, but the hardships of not changing are far harder. Change is hard, but the hardships of not changing are far harder. Brilliant, brilliant point, Ryan. It's been, it's been really amazing getting to speak to you and learn about courage and, and the way you put words to, to these feelings. So, so courage, yes, yeah, is helping people to believe again. If you're here and you're listening and maybe you've, you've, you've given up or you've you've tried you think one too many times we want to encourage you today um to believe again um courage is a muscle that that you can work on and it's the ability to do something that you're afraid of but i like ryan's definition where he says it's knowledge plus faith plus action is what equals courage so so the first thing that we spoke about he has five in his book so if you want to learn more then definitely go and get the book but the three that we spoke about were do the hard work in finding out your core values. Face, um, face yourself. Begin to understand yourself. What drives you? Who are you on the inside? And then when you begin to settle on those things, um, operationalize those values. 
um, Ryan puts them on his alarm, so he wakes up listening to them. I I do declarations, so I speak them over myself, or you could write them on a, your mirror. You could tell your friends. Do whatever it takes to for them to to for you to not forget them, but for them to become almost like a habit at first, and no, for you to be able to memorize them so that they can become a habit, and then you just begin to live them out without even thinking about it. And then Ryan said to. Um, create a courage system and he said that we should rally believers around ourselves people who truly support us and back us and want the best for us one of the ways that he said we should do this is to find a mentor and I know that a lot of people kind of I mean it's scary to ask somebody to be a mentor it's awkward it's like oh will they will they really want to speak to me will they not but pe- people will be honored that you asked if you ask somebody hey I think you're you're great and I want to learn from you. Is it okay? Don't say mentor from the first moment, but just say, would it be okay if we like grab the coffee and, and I just ask you some questions and then you do that again. Then before you know it, there'll be a mentor. One of the most amazing, most significant relationships in my life is my mentor who is now like a father to me. And um, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him and his patience and faithfulness to me. So I would definitely agree and suggest that you gather Rally believers around yourself, both friends and a mentor. Friends are crucial. And if you have those friends who have just been your friends for a while, but deep down you know they they are doing more harm than good, um, you know what to do on the inside. And you just have to face your fear. You will find others. And finally, um, face your fear. Um, this is the... It's very scary at times for us to face our fears because they've had a hold on us. But it's better to be proactive then reactive. Um, think about what, what a fear could be, word it, and then find with those values and with your believers, go and face that together. One of the ways that I've done this with the charity that I'm a part of is that we kind of, we set like a challenge every year for the people who are taking part to, to go on. So this year, we're going to walk 1,600 kilometers as a team. Last year, we did like a triathlon. And although it's a physical challenge, people it pushes people outside of their comfort zones. And every time we face it, People want to give up, but on the other side of it, they're so grateful they did it because it was something they thought they couldn't do. And then when they overcome it, they feel stronger to overcome other things in the future. So if there's something in your life that you know you're afraid of, um, the best thing you could do is face it. Name that fear. Tell it that you're not afraid of it anymore and that you're going to face it in some way. Um, Ryan, is there anything I missed? I probably did. Oh, he crushed it. That was awesome. <laughs> Ryan, what would you, what, I, I always ask everybody what, what, what their f- favorite book is. What would be your favorite book of all time? Wow. My favorite book of all time. I mean, to be honest, I would say uh, it's, you know, it changes, but originals by Adam Grant is pretty solid as a, as a guy that spent a career and helping companies think just a little bit more different. So I think originals is up there for me. And, you know, even the the parallels of him, he basically makes a statement that, you know, being original is not as hard as it sounds. It's putting in the, in the hours, right. And like, and sort of vetting out all the options to get to originality. And I, I feel very similar about courage, right. It's, Courage is not a, a, a reckless move. It's not a, a careless leap. Um, you know, again, it, when you start to inject some of that calculated courage in your life, 
uh, it makes it a little bit easier for you to take action. And so the, the secret on, on my stuff is I'm trying to help people take the courage out of courage. And um, so they can go do what they want to do in this world and, and, and live a meaningful life. Brilliant. Ryan, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. I've learned so much from you. Um, thank you, everybody, on London's Leadership Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. To find out more about what we do and all the different ways in which we can serve you, head to www.londonsleadershippodcast.com. We look forward to speaking with you and see you next time on London's Leadership Podcast. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.